Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Your team is always changing and evolving with draft classes, free agents, whether they're one-year deals or multi-year deals. Some guys age out. Some guys play themselves to where you can't afford them. You're constantly changing the roster. But this is a quarterback league, and I believe in the guy we got under center. Bills general manager Brandon Bean. I mean, Josh was talking about how much the Baltimore Orioles are worth. Imagine looking at Chris Davis and saying, yeah, that guy is going to be on a team that's worth $1.7 billion. Chris yeah. Dave, what was his hitting hitless streak? Like, it was it was like a hundred. It wasn't a year and a half. It wasn't really that long, was it? I don't. It was. I, I it think was it was forever. a crazy amount of like at bats. I think it was like over a hundred at bats. Yeah. Hey, sports teams are a uh, expensive endeavor for anybody out there. Um, Jody Biasi, Jeremy White is off today. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. Got a poll up on Brandon Bean. I want to get to, but let's go to the phones first. Get connected with our fans. Brought to you by North. Uh, brought to you. Buy Northtown Kia. Shop online northtownkia.com for the new Kia Forte Sportage and Telluride. 8 o'clock, Sal Capaccio. Mark in Miami's next. Hey, Mark. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, a little chilly down here today. We're at 49, so that's always Wow. Back some, 49. Back some memories. I, thought, yeah. I thought you were about to say, like, it's chilly down here, like 67. 49. No, no, we're, we're in it today. It's, it's nice. So, um, you know, just blend the two conversations from yesterday and today. I feel a little bit right now like, you know, we're the Detroit Pistons and, you know, having problems getting through, you know, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Phil Jackson. Um, and I just was thinking yesterday yesterday a little bit, what would happen if, you know, it's, I know it's hypothetical, but, you know, you take Andy Reid and, and their defensive coordinator and switch him with uh, Mc, um, McDermott and uh, mm-hmm. our new guy now we don't know anything about I don't see us getting past this team but I think if you made that switch we would definitely beat Mahomes and McDermott so just curious what you guys think about that and um I just I just hope this McBean can make some good good calls here in the draft so uh, good luck to us we'll see what happens next year yep thanks thanks Mark I mean you're doing the hypothetical game that a lot of uh Bill Sands will do where you usually do it the other way where you're like, what happens if you switch the quarterbacks? But what if we switched, yeah, the Chiefs coaching staff with the Bills coaching staff? And I don't know. I'll, I'll take the question. I'll answer it. I think the Bills would win Super Bowls. 
I think Andy Reid is that good. I think Andy Reid is that valuable. I said yesterday when Sal asked me on the Extra Point Show, like if Andy Reid wins the Super Bowl next Sunday and wins one more, he gets to four. Is he in the conversation? Is he going to be declared by many to be the greatest coach of all time? Like, can he pass Belichick? And I almost, I want to do it. I want to do it. He is an offensive genius. Is he the number one offensive coach ever? And you know me. I mean, I want my head coach to know that side of the ball more than anything. And Reed is the guy for that. Reed gets grandfathered in, no disrespect to uh, how old he is, but just he gets grandfathered in to the young crop of young guys like Ben Johnson, who I talked about last hour, or Sean McVay, or Kyle Shanahan, or Mike McDaniel, and Matt LaFleur, all these young, innovative, young, offensive minds. Reed gets... Reed's allowed in that club. He's the one old guy they allow in that club. He's awesome. The the Belichick stuff that I'll point out a lot about how his record in 170 games plus without Tom Brady, I think it's 82 and 98 is where he's at right now with that record. That's a lot. That's that is a decade plus worth of sample size without Tom Brady where Bill Belichick is Joe Philbin as a head coach. Worse than Rex Ryan as a head coach. Reed, without his best quarterback, Mahomes, what was he? He wasn't winning Super Bowls, but he was going to Super Bowls. He was winning divisions. He was going to the playoffs almost every single year. Even Belichick couldn't do that without his all-time great quarterback. So, I think Reed's got to get a little bit close, and I think Reed would do it with, yeah, a lot of quarterbacks. He wouldn't do this. I mean, he wouldn't go to four out of five Super Bowls. That's what makes Mahomes, you know, maybe the best talent we've ever seen. But, like, what would Andy Reed do with Josh Allen? He'd win Super Bowls. Obviously, the, the offense would look different, but would the defense look that much different, if not maybe worse? Well, it depends. Steve Spagnola is Steve Spagnola coming with him? Well, right, but if it's if the if it's the entire coaching staff, you'd assume yes. But at the same time, for what it's worth, the Bills' defense has been great, especially battling through injuries the way it did this year and things like. I mean, obviously, there's been points of yeah. it where it's you know there've been question marks, but it's it's I fair to give wonder... McDermott enough credit that McDermott's defenses have been great pretty much every year he's been the coach. And Spagnolo, this is the first time in Kansas City his defense is like legitimately great. Yeah, and he's got pretty good assets there, too. Like Chris Jones, Legereus Sneed came into something this year where he was just great. Yep. The, the only player they're really missing from like those first few years was is Tyron Matthew. Right, right. The and, and they replaced him with Justin Reed, so they pretty much even, you know, they've replaced that. The, the resume for Andy Reed, 24 seasons in the NFL. He's missed the playoffs only six times. And, I mean, look at all the playoff wins. 25 playoff wins. I mean, a lot of those are in the last few years, but in Philadelphia, in Philadelphia, I mean, McDermott, we have the debate about McDermott a lot, and McDermott's an accomplished coach. You know, he's got a great record, and he goes to the playoffs every year, and he wins a playoff game pretty much every year. McDermott, in his first, what is this, year seven, 
year eight we're heading into, has won or has made it to one conference championship game, right? In Andy Reid's first seven years as a head coach in the NFL, he went to four conference championship games. Four. And went to a Super Bowl. Didn't win the Super Bowl. And then took him only three more years back in the NFC Championship game. Then you've got that big gap in the middle where he had a couple tough years in Philly, goes to Kansas City, and was pretty much an 11-win team every year with Alex Smith, go to the wild card, go to the divisional round, and then he gets Mahomes. And the rest is history. They've made every AFC Championship game since. But he's got a great resume. Got a great resume. Better resume than than a lot of other guys, even with other quarterbacks. That's what I think I've... Re- He's had good quarterbacks. Donovan McNabb's not a slot. He's not a scrub. Michael Vick in Philly wasn't a scrub. Alex Smith was, you know, maybe a game manager, but he wasn't terrible. It's not like he's had bums at the position, but he gets credit for that, too, for helping identify those guys. Let's go to Gary and Marilla. Hey, Gary. Good morning. Um, I just wanted to piggyback on what you guys were saying, you know, the past couple of days and thinking about looking at the Bills as a whole, especially on the offense. You know, if you go back two, three years ago, the Bills could be third down and 10, third down and, you know, eight to go, and you just had a feeling that they were going to get it. You know, no matter how they would find a way, whether it's Beasley or some other thing going on, or they would be stopped by their own, you know, means. Now you get into the same situation and you're almost on pins and needles, even 50-50 if they're going to get it or not. And you're, you know, you're on the edge of your seat. And if you look at the red zone for this team in the past, I don't know, two, three years, they've only been able to get into that end zone if Josh Allen has a running play or the tush push or something else. It seems that there's something missing I don't know if the coaches are not pulling it out of the players or getting the best out of their players, but if it's not Josh Allen doing it, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. not getting in. It almost feels like they're not getting in. I think they're very, very flawed. And as Bills fans, I don't think that we see it, you know, like we should, you know, being truly honest with ourselves. Because I think they're really flawed, and I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I would love to see them go get a wide receiver that can actually get the jump ball up there to help Josh out. Diggs is not Diggs anymore. I don't know if it's an injury that we're going to learn about, you know, three years from now, or has he fallen off the cliff? But they're very flawed, and I'm just interested to see what they can do and if the new OC can actually shape the team and pull the best out of each individual player. We've also talked about the offensive line sticking together for five games, but there's a good chunk of games where that middle of that line got their butts kicked on a weekly basis, and Josh Allen was just running or hurrying up at the ball. So there's there's a lot of – I think there's a lot more work. And when we come up against the best defenses in the playoffs, it's exposed. Yeah. And that's why we end up losing. Yeah. Th- thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary, for the call. You kind of lead me into – how much blame does Brandon Bean deserve? Because that's that's a commentary about the coaching staff. But you mentioned in there flawed players. And that's Bean's department. 
Now, Bean does a pretty, I think, solid job in terms of the draft, right? Like, that looks better today than it did a year ago today. And you kind of, you know, part of that is we didn't, we were projecting what the value of the Spencer Brown, Terrell Bernard, James Cook, Khalil Shakir. There were all these picks that didn't look great early. And that was fair. Kind of like the Chief thing from earlier. We're like, is it disrespectful to just kind of call it how you see it at that time? Because things will change. Players will develop. Players will improve. At this time last year, you looked at Bean's draft record and went, well, okay, let's look at what does Sean McDermott have to work with? He's got Kyrie Elam, who can't get on the field. He was a first-round pick. James Cook in the second round. Uh, they didn't trust him. Terrell Bernard in the third round. Weird pick all along. And uh, no, no, Are they even going to let him play this year? Shakir only caught 10 passes in his first season. Spencer Brown as a third-round pick was... Oh, this guy is really inconsistent. I mean, there's a lot of advanced numbers. It says he's the worst lineman in the league. Um, Boogie Basham in the second round was, why did I need him in the first place? And he hasn't done anything. There were just so... Epinesa, even at that time, like, eh, just kind of a guy. Ed Oliver hadn't, hadn't broke out. There were so many guys you could look at from last year in recent drafts and go... They're not really doing that great, are they? And it is amazing. Like One year can change the sentiment on all that. A lot of those bean picks have turned it around or taken big steps since we would have had that talk a year ago. Not all of them. Kyrie Elam hasn't. But James Cook just made the Pro Bowl, 1,000-yard rusher, number one running back. Terrell Bernard. Went from, is this guy even going to be an NFL player, to, okay, we got a good, athletic, versatile, starting middle linebacker that's cheap that they really missed in the Kansas City game. That's how important he is now, where when you think of that Chief game, you'll remember that Bernard didn't play. Shakir went from 10 catches in year one to... 39 catches in year two, tons of yardage, maybe their most trustworthy receiver down the stretch and into the playoffs. You've got Spencer Brown, who took a big step last year and became a reliable starting right tackle. And Epinesa had his best season rushing the passer. And suddenly I look at Brandon Bean's draft record and go, well... This now looks pretty good. It's not incredible. There are misses. Elam in the first round is not a good look. But he maybe made up for it because rounds two, three, and five were... And six, by the way. James Cook, Terrell Bernard, Khalil Shakir, Christian Benford. You take that every year. I mean, you could do better. But ideally, right, you don't want to. But if I told you, hey, I'm going to miss on the first round pick, but I'm going to hit on pick rounds two, three, five, and six... You'd sign up for that every day. Bean's draft record looks better. But it's not spotless. And there are free agent moves that you could point to and go, 
this is a big reason why they don't have the ability to manage the cap and to add talent like Kansas City is about to have this offseason. The big move that's not going well for Brandon Bean, it's not one I'd want to be overly critical of him for because I didn't think it was a bad idea at the time. I thought it was a great idea, and I don't really remember anybody saying it was a bad idea. The Von Miller contract is looking rough. Really, really rough. Now, you could look at this a couple of different ways. What I just said, which I think is true, I don't remember there being anybody out there that said, oh, don't sign Von Miller, that's trouble, that's too risky. No, it was, come on, man, Super Bowl, let's go. Von Miller just chose to come here. You gave him, what, a th- it's basically a three-year deal, but it can be up to six for all this money. That's fine. Take the risk. But there was always some risk baked in because, I guess, the age. 33 years old, you know, you might have been wondering, could he go the whole, could he go the distance of that contract? And that would have been a determining factor for Bean and other GMs like in Dallas and Denver that were trying to decide what to offer him last year. So now we're into year three. And there is nothing on their books that is going to limit them more and what they can do more than the Von Miller contract. They can't even really restructure it and have that sound like a great idea because when you remove, when you restructure a contract you're pushing more money down the road which essentially means you are committing to the player for a longer period of time in order to lower their cap hit on the short term who in the world wants to sign up for more von miller a longer period of time with von miller That's not the only reason why, but the Bills have a problem cap-wise. And how much of that is to blame on Bean? How much of the difference between the Chiefs and the Bills is to blame on Bean? Because I saw that a little bit on Twitter from the poll that I put up uh, in response. Like, How much blame does Bean deserve for losing in the divisional round again this year? More than McDermott, uh, same as McDermott, less than McDermott, or none. And right now, it's pretty much a two-way tie. Same as McDermott and less than McDermott are the two leading answers. I think I would answer about the same. The The reason why I wouldn't... Because Bean, I do think, is a very good general manager. But where I do think he's missed, and I don't think this is hindsight... I don't think it's allowed to be hindsight when I've been saying it for five years, and we a lot of us have been saying it for five years or three years. They've just needed more at wide receiver. They've just needed to abandon this idea that pass catchers is sufficient is a sufficient fill in for wide receivers that. Oh, it's okay. Dalton Kincaid's like a wide receiver. James Cook is like a wide receiver. They're not wide receivers. And what has happened 
in the last couple of years as Brandon Bean has invested in these weapons that are not wide receivers is it, it almost sounds backwards because that's what's been sold is they're versatile because they can line up wide, they can line up in line, they can line up in the slot. But these guys limit the Bills' versatility. When you bring in a tight end like a Dawson Knox and a, and a Dalton Kincaid in a 12-personnel package, you are limiting the areas of the field that the defense has to worry about. I mean, Dalton Kincaid, he's bigger than a receiver, but he runs a 40 in like the four, the late 4.5s, the early 4.6s. If I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm not worried about that guy beating me over the top versus a Khalil Shakir. He's not a burner either, but he can get me down the field. How about, I mean, the difference between Kincaid on the field and one of the rookie receivers that didn't fall to them last year had they managed to get their hands on one of them. You've just got more routes to have to cover. Tight ends, running backs, these guys run limited route trees. And it limits your versatility as an offense in general when you invest your talent at skill positions that are not wide receiver. And that, to me, is the hole that the Bills dug for themselves that we we saw in front of our eyes in the second half and, well, the whole season, really. And the playoff game especially. We saw it. Look what they looked like. They couldn't push the ball down the field. Why are we talking about explosive plays? Why was McDermott talking about explosive plays? Because their investment has been in tight ends and running backs. That's not where you're going to get those big plays over the top. The good news is, I think they finally understand that they need to address that, and they're going to address that. But the question for me is, how much blame do they get in the last three years for, and even this year especially, it's limited to this year, how much blame is Bean and who they brought in player-wise, how much blame is that for why the season ended? And I do think there is a degree to which there, there deserves to be blame. You needed to do more at wide receiver. Other things went well. Bean deserves a lot of credit for bringing in Rasul Douglas. That really helped them defensively in a big way. He deserves a lot of credit for bringing in Leonard Floyd because without Leonard Floyd, they would not have had a pass rush last year. He basically replicated the production that Von Miller was giving them the year before. So there are good moves in here. No doubt. But the one big miss that is a huge reason why their season was such a struggle was they ignored one of the most important positions on the team that they desperately needed to add talent to. 8030550 is the phone number. Sal's coming up at 8. 
Got a Sabres trade idea that I want to talk about. We'll talk about with Jason Moser also from PuckLuck.com coming up at 9.30, but we'll get to it a little bit before that as well as the Sabres are off this week, bye week, into the All-Star break, uh, Saturday's All-Star game, and then they'll be back at it next Tuesday. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll get to you when we come back. McDermott versus Bean in terms of how much blame is supposed to go around to everybody for this team not being the Chiefs. If Allen's as close to Mahomes as we all say, then the Bills should be a lot closer in accomplishments to Kansas. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. City. They're not. Who's to blame for that? Let me know what you think. Jeremy and Joe, Jeremy off today. This is WGR. I've had like seven years of kind of doing that same warm-up routine, and there's only been, a, I think, like three occasions where there's been a kicker that wasn't necessarily moving out the way, or you kind of weren't kind of sharing the field in the right way. And, I mean, it was in Baltimore all three times. So he does that little stuff, I think, to try to get under our skin. And I asked him to move his stuff, and he, and he got up and moved it, I think, two inches, but didn't move it out of the way. And I, I was going to kind of let it slide, but Travis kind of got it and moved it for me. And then after that, I wasn't going to let him put it back down. So it's, it's something that we – we move on. I mean, I have a lot of respect for him as a player and as a kicker. One of the best kickers of all time, probably the best kicker of all time. But at the same time, you got to have respect for each team. And we all share the field, and we, we try to do that in a respectful way. Patrick Mahomes. All right, I guess when you hear it, I had read that quote. It's not as bad, but what what does he think? Do you think Justin Tucker's really trying to get under his skin? Like, I don't know. Kickers to me have always There's, seemed like goalies and yeah. like pitchers. So it's like if you have a routine, like you're gonna want to stick to that. So like Justin yeah. Tucker has a routine in his stadium. Like it's also good. hard he's, for a kicker like to find like you ever see them like trying to warm up like when the band is on the field right. and they get a kick yeah. through like the little kids playing lacrosse on the field. Just could be tough. Yeah, it's not like you can go off on like the sideline and like you know throw a pass or two like 20 yards like you have to be in the middle of the field most of the time in the way of pretty much everybody like there's nowhere else they can kick really unless they're kicking into a net and that like 
you know, we've mm-hmm. seen that doesn't really help people sometimes. So I don't know. I'm I'm on Justin Tucker's side purely because of the fact that if it's like a superstition thing, I'm also a superstitious person. And if somebody tried to mesh with my routine, mm-hmm. I would be, you know, like, no, this is my arena. I'm doing it because I always do it right here. And you can go somewhere else. You have the rest of the field to play with. Like, like he said, they all share the field. So why not just go somewhere else? Yeah. I don't know. 8030550 is the phone number. I got to get to Arthur Smith being the Steelers' offensive coordinator. Also, by the way, because that is truly the funniest thing they could have done. Actually, not true. Cliff Kingsbury would have been the funniest thing that they could have done. But Arthur Smith is a uh, maybe a close second. 8030550 is the phone number. We're talking Bean versus McDermott. Just kind of comparing the two because McDermott gets most of the blame when seasons end, and Bean kind of skates. And I'm not even saying that's wrong. But I do think the glaring omission of a receiver acquisition of consequence in the last couple of years is, uh, is really worth looking at. And I just dug up some numbers on explosive plays, more so Josh Allen and his ability to complete the deep ball. Allen... Started his career horrible throwing the ball deep when he was still a very inaccurate quarterback. He had not yet tweaked his throwing mechanics. Not even tweaked. He really kind of just overhauled them uh, after that 2019 season. He overhauled the way he threw the football, and he got more accurate after that. Worked with um, who's the Jordan Palmer, right, his uh, personal quarterback coach in the summer. So from 2020 on, like new throwing motion Josh Allen and on, His deep ball completion percentage by year. This is a receiver stat to me. Because what lines up here is as his numbers go down, the receiver talent also goes down. 2020, 44.9% deep ball completion percentage. 2021, it goes down 2 percentage points, 42.5%. And then in 2022, it goes down 4 more percentage points to 38.8. This year goes way down to 31.6%. 7% down from last year. And over a four-season span, it's gone down 13%. That's a giant, giant, giant decrease. That's a receiver stat. That is... You don't. You used to have John Brown and Gabe Davis, and you know Diggs was faster at that point in time. Diggs was coming off his last year in Minnesota, where he was like the best deep threat in football. So, as time's gone on, Diggs has maybe gotten what a hundredth or a tenth of a probably not a tenth, maybe a hundredth of a second slower by year, at least a little bit, a little bit slower year by year, and. No John Brown, then no Emmanuel Sanders. And they arrived at a point last year where Gabe da- Gabe Davis maybe even, you know, probably not as fast as he was when he first entered the league. The speed element has just never been replaced. And it's hard to not just arrive back at that point. And that's where, it's really the only place I want to put it. I think the Vaughn extension you could only go so far with as criticism for Bean because... It was a good idea at the time. Like, there was not a lot of counter to 
that idea. But the one that has been sitting there all along that has just seemed, you know, so easy to see, you got to do something here, has been wide receiver. And that's Bean. That is, I think, right? Unless McDermott's telling him you got to draft Kyrie Elam instead of Christian Watson. But I'm trusting that Brandon Bean, those are his drafts. He knows what McDermott wants. He knows what, you know, Joe Brady wants. He knew what Ken Dorsey wanted, I'm sure. But. He's the guy making those trade calls. He's the guy working that board. He's the guy running his amateur scouting department. He is the guy in charge of all that. So, he's the one that's spearheading it all. He's the one that I want to put on the hook for why why did they get to a place where they had to run the ball more, they had to start throwing the ball short more often, and they had to return to Josh Allen running. Why did all of those things happen? And it's because three years have gone by since Emmanuel Sanders was last on this team. Two seasons worth, I guess. And they have not made the move to address that position. In two years. 803-0550 is the phone number. My poll, by the way, right now, if you're wondering on the results, how much blame does Bean deserve for losing in the divisional round again this year? The leading answer is less than McDermott. Not none, but less than McDermott. Same as McDermott, a very close second. Almost nobody wants to say more than McDermott. Listen, I'm just saying, like, Bean's great. You know, the sunglass meme will pop up a couple times a year for sometimes deserved, sometimes not on Twitter. He has been seen as a capologist, and I don't mind how aggressive he is in terms of making trades. Um, in fact, I love that for the, the pro personnel side of things. Draft side of things, you know, it's not always the, the greatest, but I can I can listen to it in a certain spot. It is worth pointing out, though, they're in a pretty bad cap situation. And you might think, well, it's inevitable. Josh Allen's got a monster contract. But the Chiefs are sitting there with a monster Mahomes contract, and they're not in cap jail. And how did they manage that? Well, I know, here's one, though, where like I don't want to let Bean off the hook for that entirely. The fact that the Bills have no cap space and the Chiefs have you know a good amount. Even after they pay Ladarius Sneed and Chris Jones, they'll still have a good amount of cap space. Or should. The Bills, who will have to work to get under the cap. Only New Orleans has less cap space than them. So much of it is the Vaughn, Diggs, and Allen contracts. And what were they going to do with Diggs? The Chiefs are in better shape than the Bills are in, in in a lot of ways because... They traded their Stephon Diggs. They hit a point where it was time to pay Tyreek Hill, and they decided to trade him instead of sign him. I think that is a lot, a lot easier to do when you've already won. When you've already won a Super Bowl, I think you get away with that a lot easier. Versus if you're the Bills... Not only have you not won with this regime, you've never won ever. Your franchise has never, ever won. 
And when you have a talent like that, you're not looking to sell. You're looking to push your chips to the middle. That's maybe what's even more frustrating, though, about the Chiefs being here, is they made a move that had the next window in mind. They traded Tyreek Hill knowing this move's not going to make us better right now, but what it is going to help us do is get our cap in shape. We're going to get younger. We're going to get cheaper. We are going to acquire unknown commodities in exchange for the best wide receiver we've ever had. The Bills could have done the same thing before they gave Stephon Diggs that giant extension, but I actually I don't really think the Bills could have done it. What does that look like if you're a team that hasn't won and you do that? That's why it's frustrating the Chiefs are here. The Chiefs made that move. These were supposed to be retooling years for them. But that's where great drafting can come into play. They spun those Tyreek Hill picks around and they built an incredible defense. So they get to be here. 8030550 is the phone number. I got another stat of the day for you when we come back. Um, we've got Sal Capaccio coming up at 8 for more on Bobby Babich being named the Bills defensive coordinator. Jeremy White is off today. He'll be back tomorrow, though. Uh, we've also got a, a dynasty fantasy guest coming up at 8.30. Not so much for fantasy, but for some digging into the receiving class and the senior bowl this week and a lot of um, the names that we'll be talking about for the Bills so we are going to talk with Derek Tate, um, f- fantasy football analyst, Pro Football Network. Um, again, though, we won't talk as much about the fantasy part of it as much as he just did all his dynasty ranks, dove in on all these receivers and, and tight ends, too. But I want to get to him with the receivers. Uh, Derek Tate coming up at 830. Salad 8, still time for your phone calls. When we come back, stay tuned. This is WGR. All right, I got another stat of the day for you. Colin Cowherd had... Surprisingly to some, an elite take yesterday. Did like a four-minute video or segment on anybody that's bothered by Taylor Swift and her being shown on these NFL broadcasts. Here's a stat from the New York Times. Do you want to know how many seconds in a a three-and-a-half-hour broadcast... Taylor Swift's been shown in these games that she's been attending. Last weekend, 22 seconds. The Bills game, 32 seconds. The Raider game on Christmas was the most at exactly one minute. The Dolphin game, 14 seconds. If you're getting upset or bothered because they're showing Taylor Swift during a three and a half hour football broadcast for 30 seconds. Coward put it this way and I agree with him. It says more about you than it says about anything else. It's 30 seconds, man. They show John Hamm at every St. Louis Blues game you've ever seen or or, uh, Rams game back in the day. They show Eminem at the, at the, the Lions games, right? Jack Nicholson at the Lakers games. It's not a thing. It shouldn't be a thing. It's so little time. Isn't that stunning, though? Only 30 seconds? Like, on average-ish? 
I, I guess it makes sense because you mean, would think it's like five minutes. Like it from, feels like five minutes sometimes. Yeah, but, but I think but it's, it's also. <laughs> I think it's because it's right after a touchdown. Like right. it, especially like right when your team gets scored on, you're like, oh, right, great. We but, just got scored on, and now and oh, and like that's the added thing of like. But it, it, in reality, if it was the other way around, like if. Your team was scoring, and then they're showing her. It's like, oh, cool, like whatever. Yeah, and right, they show her for what a second and a half after touchdowns. And what yeah, are, what, are they, right. what are they really replacing there? They're replacing the coach cutaway where they point to a coach who's holding up a one because that's all you ever see, right? Right. If they, if they, whenever you see the Bills score a touchdown and the camera goes to McDermott, it's the same thing. Not really seeing anything. It's just McDermott holding up a one because he's calling for the one pointer. Yeah, like it, you're getting a fan celebrating. That's it. You've seen it a million other times with other celebrity people, but with Taylor I, Swift, it's a thing. I don't know. I wonder if it would be the same way if it was just like a specific fan of that team was shown every time a touchdown was scored. Like, you know, would you just get annoyed with that fan? Because it's, oh, I just my team just got scored on, and now I have to see this fan again cheering all over the know, play. I, it's, it's I a, don't know. It's a second and a half we're talking about during, right, after these touchdowns. Right. So I hear you, but it's... It's oh not, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. No, I know to, you're not defending. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it's more so like a generalization of like if it was just a fan of a team, right? You'd still probably be annoyed, but it's for some reason it's because it's her. It's blown out of proportion yep. and everything. But Sal Capaccio coming up next. Bobby Babich hired as Bills defensive coordinator. We'll talk more about it with him coming up next. Jeremy and Joe. Jeremy's off today. This is WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.